Welcome to Pause and Press Play, where you get to pause your life and press play on all of your thoughts, emotions, ideas, and concepts. Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Kyla Nicole. So, on this wonderful next edition of Pause and Press Play, we're going to talk about half-baked and half-single. So it'd be befitting that I talk about half single right now because the holidays are approaching. We are fully live in what we call cuffing season. And for the most part, everyone kind of starts to reflect upon their relationships as the end of the year approaches. They begin to really think about where they are, what they could have had, what they don't have. Um, They start to wonder if they should maybe have reconsidered or considered. And it's very interesting to me how, although we're half single, we're technically half taken at the same time. And so let me unpack that for you. Something that I've noticed a lot of, uh, you know, by the holidays and by really Valentine's Day. So I guess between... October to February, it it seems like there's just this large increase of relationships, starting relationships, failing relationships, situationships, anything with the ships. And if you know anything about Kyla Nicole, then you know that I love to talk about the ships because any relationship that you have, whether it's your best friend, your parents, your kids, Um, Your girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, husband, wife, it's all work. It doesn't come easy. And so I really, really like to express how much work (laughs) it really is. But I also think that it's incredibly important that you are whole and you are a functioning individual. And so this year, I thought it was really interesting that there are so many amazing people that I know personally And of course, I only know what people allow me to know, and I don't ever take that for granted. But from what I know of these people, flaws and all, they're amazing, but they're single. And I wondered why. Why are they single? So I've done a few polls. I've asked a few questions. I've kind of gotten perspectives from different men, different women, um, and really some teenagers, too. Because I really am interested in knowing why or how there's so many amazing people out here that are single. Um, And really, it gets down to the root of uh, self-discovery and self and um, the idea of being in a relationship for some people is incredibly challenging for for numerous reasons. You know, I have some people that have been single for a certain amount of time and then they just decided that, you know, they don't want to be with anybody. And for those people, I think that it's acceptable. If that's their choice, if they like it, I love it. However, I personally don't think that anyone should be single per se, unless, of course, you know, their religion has called them to be so, but... I have this conception in my mind that everybody wants somebody, everybody wants a companion, everyone wants to be loved, and 
You want to be able to share your accomplishments, your goals, your desires, your passions with someone, but you want to be able to share that with the right person, not just any person. And so for some people I know, they just haven't found the right person. They're young, they're vibrant, they're on their grind, you know, they're not really concerned about it. And eventually their time will come. They believe that, I believe that. And I virtually believe that for everyone, whether they are young or old. But in some cases, there are people that have maybe been married before and are divorced now or have never been married but may have children um, or there are some that are single by choice, so to speak. But one thing I notice about all these people is they all have something very, very much so in common. They're all single. <laughs> and outside of being single, though, they have this high um, estimation of themselves. They have this idea that this list that they've created in their mind and on paper is sufficient. And until those things on their paper come, they are just not checking for anything else. And, you know, I agree to disagree to a certain extent with that. I definitely think that it's important for you to know what you want. Um, I definitely think it's important for you to be secure in who you are. But I also understand that sometimes what we want is not necessarily what we need. And typically that's why most of the people or um, at one point even myself was half single because I created this list in my mind that was really artificial, to be honest with you. It was something that it was unrealistic and the expectation was entirely too high. And I took for granted that people are human. People are not the 25 lines on a sheet of paper that you just get to fill in the blanks. People have ideas and concepts. They have the way that they were raised. They have feelings. They have emotions. They are people that have choices, make decisions. And my exhaustive list that I think I know what I want is really subject to change because how exactly do I know what I want? I haven't experienced everything, but I had a general idea of what I wanted, or so I thought. Um, but even more so from that, for me as a believer, I believe that I knew what I wanted. But at some point, I had to get to a place where I asked God, what did he want for me? Um, I had to figure out what I was putting out there to even believe that. It was sort of like, you know, how can I think that I'm going to obtain this lavish relationship when I'm really not even sure if I'm all the way in or all the way out? What I mean by that is sometimes we not only think we know what we want, then we get it and we can't maintain it, don't know what to do with it. But then sometimes, because we're always changing and we're always evolving, what we want will follow suit. And of course, some people will disagree with this. Some people will feel like, no, I have a really basic general idea of what I want in a relationship. And I'm not talking about the core things. I'm not talking about I want a man or a woman with character and integrity and poise and 
believe the same because those are the bare minimum. Those are general requirements for many of us. Many of us want to have someone that we can talk to, that we are compassionate with, that we trust, that we love, that we adore. But I'm talking about the superficial things, things that aren't going to raise your children, aren't going to be there when you're ill, aren't going to be there when you uh, need it the most. From time to time, you know, just to be candid with you, I've known people to walk away from relationships because, you know, their sexual preferences or positions or desires. I've known people to walk away from, uh, you know, full-on people because they don't particularly like the way that they walk or (laughs) the way that they dress um, or the complexion of their skin, um, the condition of their teeth. And I understand that some of those things are really important to people But those are things that you can fix. You know, a person's style is nowhere indicative of how they're going to treat you as a spouse. A person that dresses a particular way or doesn't have the taste that you desire or the car that you want or sometimes the job that you think that they should have is not how we should be evaluating whether or not we're going to be with them for the rest of our lives or not. I mean, in all honesty, consider this. If you are a person that's doing you and you meet another person that's doing them, they're ambitious, they have goals, they have drive, um, they're considerate, they are uh, come from a good background, a good home, but yet they, for some reason, aren't as fast-paced as you are. Maybe you're from the city and maybe they're from the rural area. Maybe they're good old country and you are Southern, you know, Southern, Southern. (laughs) Is that enough to say I'm done? Sometimes our expectations are incredibly unrealistic. Um, Sometimes we are really half single because we have an inability to compromise ourselves. We don't know how to change. We don't know how to accept change. And we're unwilling to grow. To say that you have a list of someone or something that you desire or you want so bad and you refuse to move off of that list, the list that is a list that was man-created, is an indication that there's an issue with yourself, not with the other person. And I feel like this, and again, some people may disagree. And of course, this is subject to so many different uh, situations and circumstances and opinions, but I'm speaking in general overall. You know, for some people that want to be remarried, um, that have been married before and been divorced for a very long time, but yet they just can't seem to find the right person or the right person doesn't seem to come along, sometimes we have to pause and consider, okay, is it me? Out of all the people that I've met, is there something wrong with all of them? Out of all the people that they have said or I have thought or wished I could, is there something wrong with every single one of these people? Or is there something wrong with myself? See, a lot of times, especially as believers, we will hide behind the ideology of 
well, God hasn't said, or he hasn't sent me to this person, or I haven't approached them, or he showed me them, but, but he didn't show them to you. There's so many different variables when it comes to that. And sometimes we yield and make excuses and we justify, we justify what it is that makes us feel better. Sometimes it's easier to make excuses and say that it's not us because we don't have to deal with it and it's not as painful. It's a really hard reality to come to terms with the fact that you can't find a man or a female. It's really tough when you have that desire and you truly believe that your desires will be met, but for some reason, all this time has passed and it hasn't happened for you. It's really painful to watch your friends go on with their lives and get married and have babies and not have some sort of envy or jealousy. Sure, we do it all the time because ultimately our love is greater than our selfishness to to ourselves, you know? We are happy for our friends and our family because that's love. But that doesn't mean that at nighttime and when you're alone and you're lonely as nights that you don't think about God, when is my turn going to come? When am I going to have that? I'm doing everything you want me to do the right way, and it's not happening for me. Well, we have to know, we have to understand that, okay, the word isn't lying to us because it's a promise that's for sure to be fulfilled. It's for sure to be manifested. So what is the issue? That's the thing that we don't ever pause and we don't ever press play on. Because going down that road is tough and it's hard and it's lonely. And truth be told, who wants to face it? Who wants to be told and read all up and down? You know, we say that we want this feedback and this constructive criticism, but then when people give it to us, we are ticked off. Because we don't see ourselves in this particular way. But that's the point of you having dynamic relationships and people in your life. Because... They keep you honest. They see what you don't see. You know, being half single is like your heart being committed to something that you just can't seem to tangibly touch. You can't entertain foolery and expect greatness to come out of this thing. In other words, if you know that you want to be married, why are you still entertaining someone that you're completely not compatible with? If you know in your heart that it's not going to work and it's not moving forward, why would you continue to waste your energy and your time? And how can you expect a blessing? How can you expect something to come out of, out of something that you know is dead? Honestly, how can you expect to find something searching for something to be honest with you and then searching in the wrong places on top of that or how do you expect to be or find or get when you're sitting back doing nothing because in all honesty a relationship takes work a friendship takes work you're never going to find a man sitting in your living room on the couch all day not going out not venturing out not becoming you know connected not networking not doing anything You just won't find them. Then again, you're not going to find a woman (laughs) out in the club every weekend. Same thing for ladies. I mean, this is just what it is. It's just my opinion. 
Now, I'm not saying you can't go out and I'm not saying that you should get to searching and chasing because I absolutely believe that a woman should be pursued. But I don't find anything wrong with a woman saying, hey, I'm interested. Then that's up to this other person. I don't see anything wrong with that. That's me. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with you going out and having a good time, but still holding yourself to a high standard, still walking with class and integrity and poise. I don't see anything wrong with that. Sometimes our mind has become so stuck in what we think we should be doing and what someone else told us worked for them or what our parents think that should be happening in the 50s or the 60s. And, and we don't take in consideration that it's a new time, it's a new age. You know, us women, we have fought for so much equality, but yet we are in, eat. we're just like seeing eating equality at the same time. It's like you're preparing for this man to chase you down when you're not even completely presentable yourself. It's weird. In, to a certain extent. You're standoffish. You refuse to entertain a certain way. You refuse to mingle, have a conversation because you think that he's supposed to do it this way. And then the guys, you think that the woman is supposed to do it that way and that she's not supposed to have any other conversations with anybody else but yourself because you are that and you're all of that. Listen, all of that stuff is so complicated. And we complicate singleness like nobody's business the best way to uncomplicate this singleness in your life is to get out there and to do you and to be you and to be bold the way to uncomplicate your single life is to focus so much on you and and your passions and your pursuits without all the extra stuff because at that point, there's a light that shines inside of you that attracts the right person to you. That's when you have the opportunity to get out of your singleness. When you're volunteering, when you're sewing, when you're, you're pursuing your passions and your dreams, when, you, when you're running this race going this way, and then all of a sudden you look over and there's someone running next to you. That's how it happens. I'm not one time ever found a person when I was looking for them. When I expected them, when I wanted them, I didn't. I didn't find a person. And I was devastated for so long because I said, God, I want to be a wife. I want to be someone's wife. I enjoyed that duty. I, I enjoyed the companionship and the, the relationship and having a best friend. I wanted that. And I couldn't understand where it was. And it wasn't until I got busy with the things of self and discovering who I was and what I was created to do and making my life, dedicating it to service and others and acts. And then one day he came. And although we have this amazing love story and we have this amazing history, we've been down that road many times and said, no, Timing is everything in your life. And the only way for you to have that particular time to come is when you're engulfed in who you are. Not entertaining foolishness, 
not uh, marinating on somebody else's relationship, not seeking out this particular individual, not overshadowing it with all of this overly religious thinking and, and making it so well calculated. No, your time is your time, but your time isn't your time until you've devoted yourself to your own time. And it's just what I found. And granted, it's different for everyone. Some things are very well calculated. Some people are very, very well adversed in this area. Some people, you know, hook up and meet in other ways. But if you ask the majority of people that are happily married and are happily in their relationships, they have filled their lives with such clarity and, and such of a servant attitude and, and such love. And, and they shine so bright in their beautiful souls because they've been healed and they've been whole and they've worked through all this stuff. That it just happens. They didn't seek it out. They didn't want it. They weren't studying it. They kind of forgot about it. Because you realize that your happiness isn't defined in you having this other person, but it's defined within loving and knowing yourself. So now you have to figure out how you're half single, why you're half single, and how you're going to get unsingle if your true desire is to be with someone else. Is to have a relationship. You got to declutter. You got to get rid of the old thinking and the old ways and the meticulous thoughts. And you got to throw it away. Because otherwise you're going to stay half single. You know that cake that we're baking? That we've got all the ingredients except the sugar. So yeah, we bake the cake and it looks good. We frost it up, put the sprinkles on it. And we bite into it and we're like, yuck. Why does this taste like? Some old cornbread. Well, you have all the ingredients. So just consider, just think about it. And pause, think about your half singleness. And then press play on all of those thoughts, emotions, and feelings. All the ideas and concepts, really evaluate that. And until next time, will you just pause and press play?